Hello, friend. This is Dan Jones, and I'd like to share this quiet talk with you. As you read the Bible, are you ever struck by the contrast between the answers men and women of God received to their prayers and the answers we receive today? Why is that? Well, there are many sincere Christian people who teach that it's because God doesn't work that way anymore. The so-called day of miracles is past. Those things happened in the Bible days, but they don't happen today. I heard a teacher the other day even pin it down to the exact year the miracles stopped, at least in the ministry of Paul, the great apostle. I couldn't believe he actually said that in public. Of course, they say we should still pray. I guess we pray now not to get specific answers, but just because praying will hopefully make us more pious. Well, it certainly does that, but I happen to believe that God intends that our praying do a lot more than that. In prayer, like in everything, we should go to Jesus Christ, our teacher, our example, our Savior. What did he say on the subject? When I was a kid in the public schools of Memphis, believe it or not, we said the Lord's Prayer every time we had a school assembly. Many of our teachers led us in prayer or read a passage from the Bible every morning. I'm sure there's no connection here, but back then nobody ever showed up at our school and shot up the place. Just an observation. But most people, at least most ancient people like me, are familiar to some extent with this model prayer that Jesus gave us. I want us to consider Luke's account of the origin of this prayer. Jesus was praying, and after he was done, his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. So I just assume that whatever Jesus is about to say there is pretty important when it comes not only how to pray, but why we pray. What does he say? Well, first, he gives us the model prayer, the prayer we now call the Lord's Prayer. It would be better to call it the Disciples' Prayer, but I don't think that's going to change. So let's go on. Luke 11, 2 through 10. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. And he said to them, Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, Though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Notice that Jesus gives 
the prayer, and then he gives a little parable to illustrate what the point of it is. This guy knocks on his neighbor's door at midnight, asking to borrow some bread for an unexpected guest. I don't know about you, but when somebody knocks on my door at midnight, they may not get the response they're looking for. As I write this, I suddenly remember a time in this very house we're staying in right now that somebody did indeed knock on our door in the middle of the night once. As I recall, it was about 2 a.m. They weren't just coming by for a cup of tea. They were in a dire situation. We let them in and we did our best to help. So unless it's some creepy kids playing a prank, You don't normally pound on somebody's door at that hour unless it's a pretty serious situation. In Jesus's parable, even when the sleepy occupant of the house told him to go away, he still kept pounding. The guy finally gave him what he wanted just to get rid of him. So think for a minute here. The disciples want to learn how to pray like Jesus prayed. Jesus often got up very early to pray, and sometimes he went out at night alone to pray, and he kept praying all night. He gives them the words to pray. Actually, I think it's more of an outline, although I pray it in these words every day myself. And then he gives this parable of the persistent neighbor waking that fellow up at midnight. So what do you get from this? Well, I take from this passage that the most important thing to learn about prayer is not just what words to say, but the fact that you keep on praying till you get the answer. Prayer is about persistence. I won't go into it, but Luke shares another illustration of this principle in chapter 18, where Jesus gives them a similar parable to show that they should always pray and never give up. We live in a day when we expect instant answers. If you have a question, you don't need to go to the library like we did years ago. You just punch it up on your phone and there it is. I hate to tell you this, but answers from God still come the old-fashioned way. Perseverance is still required. God is not Google. Notice that in answer to the disciples' inquiry, Jesus didn't say, pray a lot so you'll be more pious. He said to pray with persistence, never give up. In order to receive what you're praying for, prayer should be results-oriented. Look carefully carefully at the motive for prayer. This is vital. The first line says, Father, hallowed be your name. That means, God, I'm praying here to enhance your reputation. I want my prayer to build the esteem of people for the faithfulness and power and love of God. We don't pray with selfish motives. We ask for great things so that God will be honored and glorified. People today don't think much of God. If they think of him at all, they think he's just a relic of some past superstitious time. Friend, God longs to show his power now, today. We need him now more than ever. 
a possible hindrance to your faith might be that you think you're not worthy for God to answer your prayers. The Bible gives the answer to that in James 5, 17 and 18. It says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain, and for three years and six months it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He was human, just like you. He doubted. He got discouraged. Read about him. His story begins in 1 Kings 17. He was not a super saint. He was not some demigod. But he prayed earnestly. He was persistent. He didn't quit praying when the answer didn't come instantly. He prayed until he got results. And the Bible is full of similar examples. People who were very human and yet got mighty answers from God because they prayed in faith and refused to give up. Where are the mighty works of God that we read about in his word? Is it true that God just doesn't work that way anymore? The mighty works of God in our day are at the other end of persistent prayer. Prayer that won't quit till the answer comes. Will you pray like that? Or is it too hard? I've always been fascinated by Jeremiah 33, 3. God says there, Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Those parables Jesus gave were not designed to teach us that God is reluctant like the sleepy neighbor who wanted to be left alone. They are there to teach us persistence. If persistence works with somebody at midnight, how much more with a loving God who longs to show his power? God is wanting people to call out to him. He's inviting us to. Psalm 34, 15 says, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. If you have trusted in the power of the shed blood of Jesus Christ to take away your sin, you are righteous in God's eyes. He sees you through the lens of the precious and holy blood of his beloved Son. At this very moment, he's waiting for your call. Will you believe him for great and mighty things? Will you pray and pray and pray till the answer comes? Oh, dear God, we have not prayed like this. We have not been persistent like Jesus taught us to be. Help us, Lord God. Inspire us, Lord. Convict us of our sin of unbelief and doubt and laziness, that we might pray and pray and pray and not give up until the answer 
comes. God, we need you. We need you in this day, in this dark hour of our nation's history. We need God. Stir up your church, O God. Revive your church once again. And Lord God, I pray that you will raise up praying people who believe you and who will not give up until the answer comes. And I pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. My dear friend, please contact me if you'd like to at father.danjones at outlook.com. Contact me by email. I would love to hear from you. God bless you.